0: Every fucking time I pass by the kitchen I can't resist but stick my dick in the Nesquik cereal box. It doesn't matter if the cereal hurts my tip, I thrust it in as fast as I can. 48
1: minutes of dogs barking
0: <laughs> Forty-eight minutes of dog barking.
1: Forty-eight minutes of dog barking. I
0: think me and you are both in a probably a mood today, aren't we?
1: I don't want to dox my son, so... Right, like no, I mean, to- we'll, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll dance around <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be like, uh, this is what he did today at this point. yeah, uh, We'll make allusions to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. He's, he's not here to <sighs> consent.
1: He's, he's, in, he's in
0: some shit, though. <laughs> he, he is, he mm-hmm. is. What was it like knowing that your son was born with a negative post count? Oh,
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, my son at school. Like, is your your son like? I have to assume has put Goatsy on iPhone before <laughs> as like the lock screen. No, actually, he's
1: blissfully unaware of a lot of the shock sites. His brand of shit posting is way more Gen Alpha, very new age. He's not sending somebody big bag or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just like
0: the things you, you tell me. Your son is like it's it's. Kind, I hate to say it, it's hard not to laugh. It
1: really. Well, it's hard not for it's hard for me not to laugh either. <That's> Like, because I
0: think, because I know, if I had said that in the high school, yeah, it would have been. And he's eighth grade. It's just, it's gotta be so frustrating to know that your son has such such a raw, untapped poster spirit. But does not know how to harness it. Yeah, it's like an unfocused like like spectrum of light. Yeah, I think all
1: f- 13, 14-year-olds have the the seed, if you can nurture it correctly. Like, like Elon,
0: Elon Musk would, would would give so much in this world to oh. have an ounce of your son's yeah. poster spirit.
1: Uh, the one thing I will say about my son is he is on the spectrum, so he doesn't know that that's not an appropriate joke to make. And I think that's really where the misunderstanding <laughs> is. Because he's like, I don't know what I said. <laughs>
0: what do you mean you don't know what you said? Some of the stuff you told me and you show me that your son has gotten in trouble for is like, mm. yeah, you know, like, I oh the, see this. the 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 yearbook ad where it was <laughs> the, the kids smoking?
1: Ad. Yeah. W- what was the yearbook ad? The yearbook ad was, so he had this picture that he found <laughs> online of some, like, underage kids blasting a cig, and it said, buy a yearbook, everyone else is doing
0: it? <laughs> 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 Fucking rules. So... So, I that's, you know your, your thing's you'' thinking cl- discipline your dad or not, not discipline your dad <laughs> it's
1: gonna be very difficult, it's it's very difficult. need an exclamation order for that one, but
0: uh you <laughs> gotta discipline your son, yeah,
1: but also trying not posting. to laugh yeah. at the same time, yeah you know? <laughs> uh and just be like that's that's not really that's what not, we that's we, we don't say that's that, yeah. You know, I'm uh, and I'm cron to be like mm-hmm. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad.
0: Because yeah. like I, I remember being a little bit like that at his age. I think all 13-year-old boys are like that to a degree. I think he's he's playing to a a uh to a more enlightened room. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. I think, I, problem. think, that's, I, think his, I that I feel like I was making a lot of jokes in high school mm-hmm. that like would piss off my fellow students but like the teacher would be like hm, that's pretty good you yeah <laughs> like, that's true i feel like i had like a lot of like my parents friends hearing about why i got in trouble for and being like that's actually pretty cool right like, so the cycle continues like, <laughs> yeah yeah we're, we're doing like, so, like, like, like we're doing right here yeah so what's up what's up with the what's up with you what's what's I'm happening just hating my job and kind of hating life because of it Jeez. yeah today kind of had like a, a moment where i'm like are they trying to get me to walk out mm-hmm I feel like I've had, I've, I've discussed a couple of these with you, but this was the one where I yeah. really had the pause and like, are you, you really, you, you really decide this is what you wanted to do today.
1: They woke up and chose violence. Would oh, you say?
0: this fucking courier came in to drop off a motor. Okay. So I got to take the forklift out to go outside for a second. It's, oh, sure. It's been raining all week. Oh yeah. It's
1: nasty out here.
0: This is some old crappy guy, old <laughs> crappy St. Louis guy. A okay. sentient can of Natty Light, or, <laughs> as it were. And uh,
1: <laughs> I, I laugh as I pick up a can of nanny yeah, light. So. Y- yeah,
0: you're <clears throat> so <laughs> it's raining out and I have all the forks and he's mm-hmm. got the his tailgate down his old beer truck and I'm going in and he starts fucking screaming. What's it? What? He starts fucking, you're going to hit my truck. <laughs> and uh, and him saying that actually causes me to hit his truck. Oh, Lord. And he's <laughs> like, fucker. And I'm like, I don't got fuck. I got like 10 fucking things to do at my job, right? I've got, t- I don't have time for this asshole. So Ugh. I, uh, I just fucking like, and he's just like, you know, ask me for, my, you know, the whole thing. And he's, there's no, I haven't sign fucking paperwork with this, with this fucking courier, uh, company. And I'm like, fuck, finally. Guy's out. And the roll door is right next to the sales office where my boss and manager and Sure, sure. So I walk in, I, I talk to my manager, and I'm like, that fucking courier just called me an ass, a fucker. Can you believe that? And he's just like, what? Our boss, who's in the court, pipes up and goes, yeah, well, if guy thinks you're going to hit his truck, he's going to call you a fucker. And I go, there was no world I was going to hit this guy's truck. And he just goes, oh, okay. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> and I find out later that a salesman that was walking by as this happened heard the guy screaming, and, and he just walked into the sales office like, I almost hit the guy's truck.
1: Nice. Cool. Thanks, yeah, bro. Fucking support. Sick. Yeah. This
0: job that like, first of all, fucked me on my bonus. Yeah. Fucked everyone really hard on their bonus. Yeah. Mind you, I'm going to tell you everything I preface here is the company had its most profitable year in its entire history. It's not even a twenty million dollar a year company and it beat last year by millions. Yeah. Just to tell you how, how much growth there was <laughs> in one fiscal year. Mm-hmm. And uh right after Thanksgiving, after everyone, you know, starts buying presents and stuff, no overtime. Eesh. no overtime over the holiday that that's like i straight up told my boss i have never worked i've had to tell him a few times i have never worked a job where thing you guys just fucking did has happened uh-huh. and they're like well i don't understand i'm like clearly you don't understand you don't understand this is you, you guys make <laughs> smart moves but when you make a dumb move Whew. it's just jesus fucking h christ yeah it's not a hour a day job that i have unfortunately it's one yeah. where I'm the only guy in the warehouse having to deal with all these fucking different teams and all of their headaches. I can get pulled. And s- There's some days where I call them just, hey, Brian days. Oh, God. So uh, to put an example today, I had to put together two pieces of freight. Okay. Now, normally, when I used to be able to work overtime, I could knock that out before everyone showed up 45 minutes. Right. That's how long it took me to do these two fucking pieces of freight. About two and a half hours. About two and a half hours. Okay. So you would think I, you can either pay a guy overtime for 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Or you can have him waste right. two and a half hours.
1: Okay. Waste a full hour 45 that you could have had him doing something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I've told you some things about how they, uh, they the bonuses mm. they gave themselves. So apparently <laughs> there wasn't any mm. money left over. That's an epidemic. Uh,
1: it seems like we had a, oh, you just had a really bad quarter. And I'm like, hmm, show me your pay stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I want to see the... the ledger. Can you guys mm-hmm.
0: bring out the books here and lighten me so I can, I can argue your your viewpoint to my my, uh, Mm -hmm. subordinates so they don't fucking decapitate separate (laughs) my body from its
1: head? Uh, It's 40 minutes of dogs complaining about jobs. (laughs) My name's Jason. This is Brian. Hi, how are you? Uh, What a weird week.
0: Yeah, it's not been my favorite. No. I can't say this is my favorite start to a year. Not great. Oh, here we go. And
1: I would like to use the rest of my time to say how appalled I am that people are bringing up The Holocaust. Do not use other genocides
0: to describe this one. I have been... The Burlington Coat Factory strikes again, folks. (laughs) It's a mess in there.
1: So that was a public comment at the Burlington...
0: Burlington City Council?
1: Yeah, Burlington City Council held a public forum a couple days ago, and a young woman was speaking off a pre-prepared speech. She had it on her note cards. She was saying, Don't compare the Holocaust... Because it's really bad to use that genocide <laughs> to refer to this one. She continues on her speech. And then there's that moment. She turns to the camera, <laughs> makes a, oh, I fucked up face, covers her mouth with the car as it goes,
0: oh, <laughs> as everyone around her starts to lose it. It's amazing. Really it, fantastic. Talk about an epic fuck up. I mean, you really can't
1: have said the quiet part any louder. So yeah, the Burlington City Council, this is according to a publication called The Rake Vermont. On Monday night, the Burlington City Council, in a rare move, voted to block a voter-initiated Israeli apartheid ballot question from appearing on a ballot in March on town meeting day. So at that is when this this woman was speaking. She looks like a very young woman. She looks like someone who's maybe um, not as well-versed in public speaking or what not to say in public. I wish her the best. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. amazing it really makes you think yeah
1: that's it okay That's it. this really makes you think <laughs> i didn't know if there was more it really makes you think
0: yes. yeah well i mean it's yes, true it, it is, is it. a genocide yeah so, i mean she ain't wrong folks all right what we got next oh boy uh, oh oh no <laughs> from 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 twitter user hispanic sean king Whose user, whose at is, okay, I'm I'm still hungry. (laughs) This is one of the funniest
1: things I've ever seen. He says, dude comes in his pants during a twerking contest, and it's immediately and loudly pointed out to the 500 people in the room while they show his cum stain on the jumbotron, (laughs) and the DJ plays drops, making fun of him. Nightmare. (laughs)
0: the show (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you something here i told someone else when they brought this to my attention was like you know what i'm a little jealous i wish i i could get that excited about anything in life right now yeah yeah that i would just immediately bust yes we should all laugh but we all should should realize that that man has a tenderness and enthusiasm for life that most of us have probably lost due to i don't know working a job or plastics in our food like mm. we should this is this is like baby diego from uh, <laughs> children of men
1: he should not be shamed and ridiculed in public he should be exalted is what you're
0: getting yeah I, well, i'm saying this this guy should should be allowed to be f- a cop
1: <laughs> wearing Jesus wearing Christ. the pants yeah because otherwise you wouldn't know it was him. Yeah. Because in the video they have thankfully blurred his face out, but they have not blurred out uh, the <laughs> stand On his face. And, and the fucking the DJ is just uh, or whoever the the guy working the crowd is just
0: he's coming his pants. He's coming his pants. Yeah, like he's very excited. He's coming his pants. It sounds like maybe that was like in uh, Jamaica, maybe. Yeah, a patois in there. It could be know. somewhere in the the Caribbean. Again, like I, I don't think we should shame this man. I think
1: it sounds like a footy announcer. It sounds like somebody. He's is coming!
0: Like, his pants. <laughs> Ronaldo up the up the crease with the. Fu- He's coming! His pants. He's coming! In! <laughs> and uh, of course, the first response is from Chrissy Yamaguchi. Man, uh, uh, yeah. she wins by by default, then right? Uh, which uh, <laughs> the OP Hispanic Sean King responds with, he does too. I guess I would say by default. It doesn't matter. She she gets the the three hundred dollar gift card to the tattoo shop. <laughs> she gets the
1: the the bar tab paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's really seaming his jeans. Several
1: people saying like, "I would this. I would kill myself after that." To which Hispanic Sean King then follows up with, "I'd write a book and go on a tour through every Barnes and Noble in America, talking about it like a woman who was held prisoner by a serial killer for nineteen years." <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh... I would feel such intense shame. I don't know that I could handle it, personally. I, but again, that's just me. Like, I'm not a very, you know, I'm not out here going like, hey, yeah, I'm busting all weekend. That's <laughs> all <just> weekend. Not- <laughs> I'm throwing,
0: folks, I'm throwing <laughs> ropes all weekend. It's going to be great. Especially when you say it like that. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm through I'm it. ready, I'm ready. SpongeBob, are you going to bust ropes? Yes, Patrick, and they're going to be fucking ridiculous. Re- I've been gooning all week. You know. I've been gooning all week, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: all right, I'm no, searching no. online for Riley Reed's home address.
0: I hate it when things are mistagged on Pornhub. <laughs>
1: Uh, I gotta stop using it at Riley Reed. I gotta substitute it to some other more recent porn star. It's like, <laughs> I
0: just, I, the, the fucking prospector <laughs> shit really poisons you. Because I yeah. do sometimes just think about what if there really are Lisa <laughs> Ann clones in Area 51? Well,
1: the question is is are they are they the type of clones that are like her age now, or are they young Lisa Ann clones?
0: Well, if we're going by the Les Affront Rules here that they would probably be aging at a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. So I imagine they would have to be coming up with new generations of of Lisa (laughs) and. Each
1: one uh, like a copy of a copy. Just like worse (laughs) than the last.
0: What what if if Vulgar Solid was two Lisa and. Solid solid Lisa and liquid Lisa. (laughs)
1: And uh, Revolver Ocelot was like Johnny Sins. Uh, I love to reload. Let's keep it filthy. Uh, so this week, Twitter went nuts because there was a really creative use of AI, which was, of course, Taylor Swift porno.
0: And we're having to go to the the one of the great toils of the internet, the B image boards over <laughs> at uh, 4chan. Yeah.
1: Now a lot of them have to do with her being at a Chiefs game engaging in various sex acts. Her face painted where it says, like, fic me, because, yeah. you know, text in AI art is obviously very weird. That fake hog that it has there is really gross looking. It looks like the, the hog was painted. There's a bunch of them where it's, like... A lot of football stuff, yeah. Well, and she's painted red, right? Yeah. and But what's really funny is that AI is really bad at nipples. And so, like, she has the... Uh, uh, the, the curvature yes
0: uh, the concave
1: thank you uh, but no nipple
0: it's like a church without a steeple
1: exactly i'm trying to think of what movie that was where they had it was like a
0: some of Giger's
1: artwork where it's just like a yeah. breast with no nipple or uh, diablo maybe like there's even <laughs> the,
0: with playing diablo We're just spamming left click <laughs> to find the nipple yeah. <laughs> uh, come on i will say this
1: they have at least a, an idea here, and they're all giving this idea of like it's Taylor Swift being an exhibitionist in a stadium full of Chiefs fans, and everyone's grabbing her butt and all that stuff. Uh, this one's really disturbing. Someone's grabbing her boob, and, and it looks like she's covered in bloods. So that one's yeah, really kind of weird.
0: This one's weird. I don't think the Chiefs are that good. No, <laughs> no, no. Is that, is is that, that Mohan's brother? Is it? compt. Compt yeah, compt clut. The, I, I think what's I think what's funnier <laughs> it's like. Well, remember how when I was fucking around with the B yeah. AI and I was sending you just like the the, <laughs> the prompts were always like dumpy Midwestern guy mm-hmm. crying over a piece of gooey butter cake at Bush Stadium. Yeah, yeah. and so I think it's funny what it was defaulting to for like the 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 men that are standing in as like the kansas city chief fans here are literally the guys that buy like an f-250 and have never taken it off the road
1: yes these yes.
0: guys specifically live in the <laughs> western side of the state
1: a lot of guys that look eerily similar there's the guys yeah,
0: and then the heck, <laughs> matt
1: walsh look alike matt, matt walsh is that matt chrisman I ain't feeling in no ways tired. (laughs) 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 Okay, they did. They did finally get one, and then and the nipples are weird. So yeah, all right. Well, so a lot of these images wound up on Twitter. People got really weirded out. The Swifties immediately were like, "Let's flood the Twitter with images of Taylor being wholesome." And so it was this whole thing. Most of the posts when you saw the phrase trending was just. Who's, who made these? And they're like, you know who made them.
0: The internet. Get all my red gold, sir. Yeah, <laughs> uh, One one outdo to you, my good sir. Uh, <laughs> apparently Taylor Swift is, is mulling over the idea of suing the AI content generator. Yeah. Whatever, whichever AI or whatever company's AI is being used to uh, generate all this. Which would be really interesting if this is the thing that broke the camel's back and actually got some real regulation on AI image generation yeah because uh yeah this shit's like uh unsettling and i don't like it it's just close enough to where you're like is that no yeah i like i I mean i'm always curious to see what these models come up with sure with with the, the the your your requests Mm-hmm. But I'm not, like, looking for, like, you know, Taylor Swift getting fucking st- gaped out <laughs> by uh, a guy with, uh, you know, sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, like, more like, can I have Drake um, <laughs> praying at a uh, McDonald's in a food court and he's wearing a onesie? Yeah. Like, that's why I'm more interested sure. in Tupac on a giant crawdad walking down Bourbon Street. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's got
1: him on guys, He's kind of
0: everything. Saddle. Uh, Saddle up. When Trump wins, how do you think he's gonna humiliate the DeSantis?
1: Publicly and often. That's all I you really think, know. you think
0: he's gonna hit him with the Yowie paddle? Ooh <laughs> Folks should I hit him with the Yaoi paddle? <laughs> I chase him I chase him through the the artist, <laughs> the artist alley that is American politics. They
1: say I shouldn't do it, but I think it's going to be like when, with Ted Cruz, where it's just public and frequent, and it's just like, how do you like? How does my ash taste, Ron? You know, just
0: and the thing we thought that guy was the the coming of the Antichrist a year <laughs> who, ago.
1: Who thought that guy was the coming of the Antichrist? The people, he was. He Wasn't was me. A,
0: there was a moment where where I think no one really wanted to deeply entertain the idea, but seeing how American politics have been for I don't know the last. 10 20 years, we're like, wow, this guy seems to be gaining some traction with his weird culture war shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, he peered out and he realized that uh, he couldn't, he did like, like Elon Musk did not have the true poster spirit, he did not have the juice. It might have been over when he tried to announce his run in Twitter spaces and it <laughs> fucked up because Elon <laughs> Musk laid everyone off, <laughs> and then you remember the Trump. Yeah, the response with yeah. uh, Dick Cheney and Hitler and uh, Satan in the in the Twitter spaces. Oh, that was great. Uh, I that, mean, it was kind of over the pudding with three fingers. I think, but really or just took the a... fact that the is is eerily confused by the human condition, much in the way that Mark Zuckerberg is. Because mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, there was like even like because he was at Gitmo. Okay, he was stationed at Gitmo as like a psychologist or some shit. I forget exactly. Wow. Um. But there were, like, people that were at Gitmo that, like, remember him specifically. Like, people that For, were being tortured. Yeah. Being like, that guy was weird. <laughs> like, you gotta think, like, <laughs> if you're getting wireboarded and having, like, you know, fucking uh, sawdust, like, put in your urethra, and you're like, you, know, you just remember the really weird guy? <laughs> like... <laughs> Man, That's, that guy, that yeah. guy was strange. <clears throat> like
1: Paul Ryan's roommate or whoever it was. You know, like God, uh, yeah, the, just... Uh, that guy was kind of a weirdo. Uh, I think that even Ted Cruz's roommate also had the same estimation of this. Like, yeah, that guy's just a real weirdo.
0: <laughs> just a real suck-ass.
1: And I love to see that Meatball Ron is still a, a stinging blow to him, even though it's not really that great of a, a nickname. Yeah. Meatball Ron is like a bad 80s movie that you would see at the yeah. video store and you'd rent it and it has like somebody who looks like Kurt
0: Russell Oh, oh it's Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, 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 thank oh, you. Oh, Michael Dudikoff.
1: <laughs> Robert Zadar is in it for some well, reason. Okay, hey, don't
0: don't knock the Zadar.
1: No, I'm just saying like that's the quality of sure. movie we're talking about, not anything specific about Robert himself. I'm saying, you know, it's, it it's, stars Joe Estevez. That's what it that. Way. That's what I'm saying, you yeah, know, that kind of movie. Well, it's that time of the week. You know what time it is.
0: Is it time to talk about weird money?
1: Oh baby. Weird, fake money? Oh baby, it sure is. It's crypto scam o the week. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast.
0: And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the
1: Week. This week, courtesy of, yet again, Molly White. She's pretty much the third (laughs) mic at this point. (laughs) 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 I was reading the (laughs) script. I
0: I didn't know it was going to keep getting better and better. (laughs) It just, it just. So I'm going to read it here for you, folks. (laughs) Please. Online pasture was charged in Colorado for a $1.3 million crypto scam. He's released a nine minute long video explaining that the Lord told him to sell (laughs) a cryptocurrency with no clear exit and to spend some of the proceeds on a home remodel because the Lord told us to do it. So
1: Molly White thankfully has prepared a super cut of the nine minute long video with just the relevant bits. Here it is. About a minute. I'm going to play the choicest bits of the choicest bits. We launched an exchange. The exchange technology
0: failed. Things went downhill. And from that point forward, we've just been, we've just been waiting on the Lord literally for a miracle. So the charges are that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million. And I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. So there's
1: been $1.3 million that's been taken out of, I think it was a total of $3.4 million. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS, and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do.
0: We sold
1: a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. We did. We took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. God told me (laughs) (laughs) that I
0: was going to 10x on this. God said... (laughs) God said this was going to be the next board Ape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the full
1: complaint, uh, by the way, Justin Weingartner writing here for Business Den, which I've never heard of. I, I believe it's uh, for Colorado. Speaking to online followers, August 22nd, 2022. Hey, it's my birthday. Eli Regalado had a divine message. It was last October that the Lord brought this cryptocurrency to me. He said, take this to my people for a wealth transfer. It has been confirmed a hundred times since. The Lord, apparently big into crypto. It's coming, people, he said. Part of the making way for his people is to really train them up and teach them how finances work in the kingdom. Because many of you are very soon going to have more money than you've ever had in your life by participating in this crypto. Regalado, a Denverite who alongside his wife Caitlin runs the online-only victorious grace church can i stop there for a second an online only church
0: you've never seen this man in person remember when um the pandemic started and like that mm. ship? remember do you remember that i do yeah do you you're remember right seeing all of, like the facebook ads and stuff Where like it's a uh, eustace cornelius the uh, third yeah tabernacle of faith sure and it's like it, le- it looks like a guy who like remembers before the first time wheat got ground,
1: <laughs> yes, he looks like he just recently stopped calling people English, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it, 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 it would literally
0: look like some, something out of like an advertisement at a flea market, and you would go, "Oh, oh my God! Oh, that really was a different time, wasn't it, folks? Like, you, I didn't know you could yeah. advertise sarsaparilla <laughs> with such imagery,
1: or a Cracker Barrel, yeah, like, yeah, yeah just."
0: A living slur. A living slur. Yes. <laughs> so, Rig- Relgado, uh, creator of the cryptocurrency is, is Index this, Coin, this man's living. This man's living slur is Mayo Boy.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, hands down. Uh, so he created the, in- the cryptocurrency Index Coin and in the Kingdom Wealth Exchange, the only marketplace where Index Coin could be bought and sold. Well, that's great. You own both the coin and the exchange. Uh, they were shut down November first leading investors scrambling for answers. That same day, Regalado said that God asked him to pass a message to his investors. Stay where you're at. Stay in index coins. Stay with me where I'm telling you to go. I'm going to make a way, the Lord said to crypto investors, according to Regalado. Just take that word as gospel truth and execute on that word, and do not worry about how money's going to happen. I really believe you are going to see a miracle in very short order. State regulators are now suing them because obviously they did securities fraud. Yeah. And in that two in that two minute of the nine minute video, he admits it not once but twice.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think what's really damning here is not that you know, whatever happened happened. Is that at least one point three million dollars of that went directly to the Regalados? Yeah, see, I had a trouble with it too. Regalado regalados? I think it's Regalado. That's a very Oddly, that's a spicy white last name. It really is. is uh, I wanted to say like
1: Relgado, but I'm
0: like, no, there's no, yeah, there's it's no, all out of order. Who, sp- who spent it on a Range Rover, jewelry, luxury handbags, cosmetic <laughs> dentistry, boat rentals, and snowmobile ventures, home renovations, and all an pair. So here's the thing you know, if you if you really fucked up yeah. and you had like an honest heart, you probably wouldn't be uh, indulging yourself like that.
1: Right. Sure. $290,000 went to the church. A church, may I remind you, that does not have a physical address. Right. <laughs> that is online only. That is a technically a nonprofit, but it is owned by Eli Regalado. A, a local accountant who was named as IndexCoin's chief financial officer did not return phone calls. Gee, I wonder why. They used to run, according to the Colorado Division of Securities, a now defunct marketing company Grace Led Marketing before creating their cryptocurrency in 2021, they marketed Index Coin as unusually stable because it would be linked to the most valuable cryptocurrencies in the world. The regulators of course say that is not true. They sold the coins for a buck 50 each payable to his
0: Venmo account. Jesus Christ. Well, you gotta understand, you gotta keep the grift I know. on the level of the I people know. you're ripping off. You, you can't tell it... You... A wire
1: transfer to Grace Led Marketing's bank account was the other option. Yeah, uh, Investors were told that every index coin was worth at least $10, according to the lawsuit, and that there were 30 million coins in circulation, meaning the company should have had 300 million backing the coins. State investigators found 30 grand. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: they had shit liquidity. Shit liquidity. <laughs> they, so they had worse liquidity than the uh rick flair woo coin did we ever get an update on that Do we know yeah, what happened i looked at it like a week ago it's um, honestly it's not the worst chart i've ever seen okay, okay. not a lot of volume yeah it, is, it, is per, it was one of those things i expected to see it go, see it have gone to zero or something but like uh it's 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 again not the worst i've seen
1: the thing that really gets me at the end here because index coins can only be traded on an exchange that no longer exists investors have no way to recoup their losses God reminds Eli and Caitlin, he says, that it is impossible to mess this up. Well, <laughs> I can't think of a bigger way that you could have messed this up that you didn't already do.
0: Yeah, uh, what a terrible person uh, you and your wife appear to be. There's a lot of times, particularly with this segment, mm. the, uh, you know less savory individuals come through. But I think th- this man, his wife, deserve a very special circle of hell. You're using faith. You're you're saying things that could never possibly be true. You're preying on people who uh, have unfortunately put faith in you. Anytime you scam people and you put religion in it, that's just like an, that's just. That's a, well, my friend, that's a 10x on the disgustingness of what you're doing. A lot of the crypto scam shiz, everyone should have kind of maybe known better. But in this one, you're saying, God told me. God told me the rug pull. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we can't. God told me to pull this rug. <laughs> one of my favorite
1: comments about this came from uh, an old friend of ours. Wyatt privilege uh, at Wyatt underscore privilege uh, goes by the name Warrior Cop. God told me to scam you and get those heated tile floors. <laughs> Take it up with him. Just <laughs> ridiculous. A, a nine-minute apology video
0: <laughs> no, uh, from number one Worm fan here <laughs> at Postapolo. I saw you record yourself saying you're praying for God to work a miracle in the financial sector. And as your lawyer, I just want to say, keep posting that fire. <laughs> yeah, very, very much the, uh,
1: the drill of Al and this is your lawyer tweet. Oh, he's fantastic. XBT responded to Molly White's original thread here. People responding to the video. Stay in the boat, trust the Lord, and stop looking at the storm. Standing with you. Unending support. Thanks for the update. No one can close a door the Lord has opened. These people just got scammed by this man, and they're posting in response to his video, Keep the faith, brother. Like, (laughs) wait a fucking second. Hold on. This
0: is your money. What are you
1: doing? There's no amount of cognitive dissonance that will make them stop and say, hey, wait a minute. None. Because God said it, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you gonna fight with God, the yeah. man? The cloud. Good luck. Oh, space Jesus. Can't even find him. Can't find where'd he go? <laughs> he went out for scratchers.
1: <laughs> God went out for scratchers. The Brian Sutter story. God uh, went out for scratchers. <laughs> we are. <we're, laughs>
0: we are all. We all are loser scratchers on the floor. <laughs> On the floor of God's ninety-two Bronco. Yes, it uh, doesn't have working door handles anymore. So you gotta roll <laughs> down the window, window and climb out. Yes, sir. And no, you got you got pop it from the outside. Oh, you, gotta, do you ever have a car that was that shitty? I think I had a Mazda that had that problem. I had, was, I had a Corolla that had that. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I yeah. looked hot. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember. To show you what kind of dirtbag I was back in the day and how just much fucking riz I had for being (laughs) such a, uh, so much riz I did not deserve would show up like a first date with a chick with like, hold on a second, I got to manually roll down the door here. (laughs) Busted (laughs) ass car. (laughs) Because the fucking interior handle like popped out like a spring disappeared. uh, Of course. And uh, this was like the third time I had gone to like our, the family mechanic and uh, gotten it replaced. I'm like, I just don't really want to spend another thirty bucks and right. driving. Like, I don't know what the fuck. You know, he was like, "Are you like just really excited to get out of the car?" I don't fucking know, Joe. No, <laughs> I'm pulling I'm that hand. You know, I got, I got, I ate out your mom on the side of my car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Showing up in that thing and still getting still
0: laid. still getting top. Fantastic. I was really on one of <laughs> that point <in> My <laughs> I really was just burning the candle. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just see how bad I can make myself look. <laughs> hey, we're going on a first date. Let me show you my <laughs> bus ass car. We're gonna go going take you to a nice Thai place. <laughs> but I also have in white marker paint. Written on the side of my car, I a out your mom. Which is a, a promise to some and a, a threat to others, as I have told you th- People on the highway are honking and waving. <laughs> Glad to see my mom's having a good life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, someone's got to do it. <laughs> my dad says thanks. You
1: know, whatever it is. <laughs> <My dad's laughs>
0: really, really helping out the family there, Chief. Take him home for the team. Anyway... <laughs> You knew me back then. I really uh, was. For a guy who was living such yeah, a sh- I was living yeah. the, the Nick Mullen tenement. Absolute the, the, the dirt tenement, bag. The living in a bedroom with a Chinese family. <laughs> no windows. <laughs> just, just this shitty, unenviable <laughs> life. But uh, it's like, we just step out like, I think I'm going to touch someone's vagina today. And really then just, you would. Yeah, I did. I would. <laughs> you know, now I got like a nice job. And I got a lovely girlfriend, but I don't even have half that riz. I'm yeah. trying to find it. I'm letting yeah. you know. Yeah, I haven't given up. He's up front. He's telling you. I'm, now. I'm trying to get back there. And it's, it's it's hard work. I've been really I've been going to therapy, thinning out the uh feral cats in the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> Wait, how? How are you thinning them? <laughs> Listen,
0: I can't I can't explain it until I'm done with the cat <laughs> oh, colony. <laughs>
1: I'm going to see you on the news later, <laughs> it, was like, it? was just a quiet
0: neighborhood. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was just a quiet neighborhood. There's a guy going around with a BB gun. <laughs> And, and, uh, and, A fucking, burlap sack, and Burlap yeah. sack. Burlap <laughs> sack and, and pieces of tuna dipped in wet varnish. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. I am just full of fucking You were on one today. Fucking all right. I love it. I think I'm just going to have you edit out my long diatribe about my job and just leave the most random words in. Every 30, other word. Yeah. Every, <laughs> like for 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds of <laughs> random shit. And you're like, wow, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would be pretty entertaining. Uh, so <laughs> ah, I love doing
0: things to create more work for you. Yeah, no, hey, why not? You know, um, before every single piece of media on the internet that you felt like was being directed towards you was about like, wow, late capitalism sucks. Well, there was a time when this felt like novel and fresh and really mm-hmm. soul bearing. And there was a webcomic called Sad Pictures for Children pictures that was kind of children. the epitome of this very specific post-recession Obama wow he really ain't doing much sort of part of history yeah I don't know why I was going into making Obama sound like an Indian war chief (laughs) I uh I'm Barack Obama and I love bombing children there's a little bit Norm Macdonald in there too yeah let me be clear uh bombing children gets me hard. Shooting hot ropes all over this Xbox controller, (laughs) blowing up this uh, wedding in Yemen. Uh, Michelle has been, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I wasn't supposed to say that part. I got lotion on my dick right now.
1: And I'm and stroking that shit.
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, You see? did you see that tall part? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. George Washington said, break on through to the other side. Repeatedly. And out of that came communism. I think black folks are very, very smart. Did I ever talk to you about Full Metal Alchemist? I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. I'm just stroking my shit. I'm horny as fuck, man. I'm a freak, man. Like Tucker Carlson. The head of my penis was bit by a dove. Like, what the hell? Jordan Pierce is going to be here on the 14th next month. And I I was asking D, like... Do you want to go? Jordan Pierce. That was one of the quickest no's I've gotten in this relationship, I believe. Just no. Yeah. There was was really not much of the... I remember just being like, no. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Like, okay, I'll, I'll make you a nice porblano hot pasta or... Mexican pasta. Okay. Yeah, I'll go make her something fancy. Okay. Because that's my orange peel challenge is I I cook (laughs) for my, my partner and I enjoy doing it. So pictures for sad children, Brian.
1: Ran for seven years. I didn't realize it ran that long. I know. I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's a simple black and white comic. Not, not...
0: XKCD or whatever the fuck it's called. Fair
1: enough. Not, no, you're right. Not, not XKCD and uh, not... Uh... We
0: know we are running out of stuff for this podcast when we actually cover that one because that's like... <laughs> that is literally Big <laughs> Bang like... Theory, the wet comic. <laughs>
1: Pretty ridiculous. But the basic plot of Pictures for Sad Children is that a guy dies in a car wreck on his way to work and then just continues to work. That's the basic, that's the inciting yeah. incident, and that's how the, the the comic starts. Here's an early panel. Paul, who is a ghost who can't get his job back, and, you know, the, the boss is saying basically when an employee dies,
0: replace them. Paul cannot get his job back as a ghost. The phrase sampling a pine cone comes from this comic.
1: Yes, that's right. Do you want to go to a noise show and it's... You know.
0: Watching a guy, you know, geez, still thinking about going to the noise show and seeing a guy sample a rock, and I'm like... This fucking, this I is know. A, yeah, this, this really is, happened. This fucking rules. And it was a great set, but I'm like the dude sampling a fucking rock on a turntable. This rules with a contact mic, and so Paul goes to
1: Paris, uh, tries a bunch of different stuff, continues hanging out at the job. It's depressing, but in a way that is relatable. It's also very wickedly funny. Goes to Paris and is bored in Paris. It's like yeah. Pa- some one of the characters is like, Yeah, Paris is boring. Like, well I wish I'd known that.
0: <laughs> yeah, or he's in Paris and someone's telling him like, Oh, you're surrounded history, and he's just like p- poking him in, this is a bullshit town. <laughs> and like I've definitely traveled to places <laughs> and, and felt like this is bullshit. Why are we here? This sucks. Exactly. It definitely feels like it's written by a millennial who got a real fucking shock to the system getting their first adult job there's this alan watts lecture you can find on youtube the guys from south park oddly enough famously <laughs> animated it and i think it's one of the po- most poignant things alan watts ever said which is basically you when know, you grow up and you, you get told there's going to be this great exciting thing one day it's going to happen to you or happen for you. you go through school you go to work and the whole entire time you're waiting for this great big thing and you finally graduate college and, and you have a family and all that and, and you finally, you've done it. You've done all the things. You get there and you, you think you finally won your prize and there's nothing. And then you realize that you've been cheated, you've been lied to, which is a, in this terrible way because the whole entire point of life was not getting to this end. It was dancing the whole entire time on your way. I feel like a lot of sad pictures for children is kind of, realizing that maybe sooner than some other people that the lie
1: yeah they're able to see through it in a way that's not only funny but it's also poignant and and feels very real despite it being about a ghost you know (laughs) it uses the ghost thing as a way to kind of free itself from some of the strictures of what would be normally like an office comic like a Dilbert this is a bit you can do more fantastical things but even the fantastical things are still grounded in this very mundane reality inverse.com had a had a Great piece. This is the one that you sent
0: me. I really enjoyed it. I thought this was very enlightening. Even if it didn't exactly tell a linear
1: story, Pictures for Sad Children created a tiny universe with an array of strangely relatable yet nearly indistinguishable characters. Mouthless people with stick arms, rectangular bodies, and round heads all living in grayscale. It was a universe where songs have names like Baby I Feel Bad for Feeling Bad where the characters have porn on DVD with titles like A Japanese Woman Fries an Egg and Asks You About Your Day, (laughs) which (laughs) that kind of presaged the whole ASMR thing. That
0: sounds like an an AVN. And they screen calls
1: on a magical BlackBerry, (laughs) call from dad concerned about politics. The creator, who now goes by the name Simone Vale, they keep bringing up this formerly known as this name. And I'm like, there's no reason for that. They want to be known as Simone go to Simone Vildegard. So this interview that The New Yorker did, they opened with, why so sad? And Simone responds, I suppose my comics can be a little sad, but I'm not sadder than the average person, I think. Like Charles Schultz was a pretty average dude and did not wish that he was dead all that much. What a awkward sentence right there. Uh, <laughs> I bet whoever makes blondie likes to eat small sandwiches, just the tiniest sandwiches in the whole world to their shame. And the woman who makes the lockhorns loved her husband and now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, Simone's saying, "Well, no, I'm not really that sad or whatever. These these stories might be depressing, but I'm I'm fine, you know, like" I'm, to me, that's interesting. It, it reminds me of like Junji Ito, like he's just a very normal guy, <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah. He lo-
1: loves cats. Like he's just a, k- kind of a goofy dude. You'll find that these people who write about stuff, generally, that's not who they really are. It's not like Edgar Allan Poe's hanging out in the graveyard. He's probably just some some dude, you know. Comic ran for several years, and then they decided to do a book. This is where shit got weird. In 2012, Vell held a successful Kickstarter campaign, which raised $51,000 to create a print version. The original crowdfunding goal was only eight grand. So pretty successful. Uh, very, very successful, absolutely. In August, a few months after the campaign had concluded, the artist published a lengthy satirical post on the Kickstarter page in which she claimed that she'd been pretending to be depressed in order to gain a profit. According to the post, her biggest regret was that she made it easier for what she described as borderline people to trick themselves into thinking that they were depressed as well. In the post, Vale stated she expected the book would be finished and delivered by the end of 2012. February of 2014, Vale published a new blog post. She confirmed she was able to ship 75% of the rewards to her backers, but was unable to ship any more because she ran out of money. The Post was accompanied with a video that shows Vale burning over 100 copies of the book with an attached threat to burn even more. <laughs> vale spent thirty grand producing the 200-page hardcover book and even more to include a plastic-wrapped dead wasp in each copy, <laughs> leaving little money for actual shipping. In 2021, Vale stated that the books were burned because they were misprints or otherwise unsalable copies, and indicated that all backers who'd contributed at least $15 had received their copy. But a very odd thing to do. Here's the CBR uh, com from 2014 talking about this. Vale posted a video of themselves burning 127 of the remaining books, one for each of the messages via social media she's received about the books being late. (laughs) (laughs) And that she'll burn another one every time she gets another message about a backer not getting their rewards. Accompanying the video update is a lengthy essay that maligns capitalism and outlines their current financial situation, going so far as to post screen caps of their bank balance and passes judgment on the Kickstarter model. Vale further states they will not be sending any refunds for those who have not yet received their rewards, telling those seeking a refund to, quote, please contact a fan of my work directly for your money. This is where money would come from. Anyway, I am cutting out the middleman. (laughs) It's hard to say what happened there because Vale themselves have not made a lot of uh, public commentary about it, shall we say.
0: Oof, uh, just yeah, a... I, I think it... I mean, from that and the the inverse interview, it really feels like Simone found themselves... They felt like they were maybe not making art or expressing themselves as they, they first started, but were instead now making content to be consumed in the capitalist model.
1: Which is definitely... Prescient, considering it's still happening and on scales that we hadn't even imagined at that time. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's alluded to in this interview that Simone basically kind of smothered in the crib probably what could have been a successful career. Right. I can defend this line of thinking because my own brother, basically when he was done with Google, he just did consulting work, worked for a couple different startups. You know, and he had coworkers and friends that went on the start, you know, Twitter, you know, he has friends that went to go on work in, you know, the Obama administration and, and do all these big, crazy things. And my brother is just kind of a modest guy. And he kind of picked (laughs) kind of the, the weirdo monk version of a tech guy life. He's like, well, yes, you know, I worked with biz stone. I worked with Jason Goldman. I'm not going to keep name dropping here, but like the, the people, you know, and those guys have all this money and I guess they have clout and they have power but like there's a certain miserableness in that life that I don't have right like, I know how much money I have those people have they don't know what they really have because it's all investments and and so forth like there's a, a, a opaqueness to what is really going on whereas the choice I have made like I know precisely what is going on in my life right I have picked something simpler and I and i think there's value in that i yeah
1: because you've made know. a very clear distinction this is what i'm willing to do this is you know th- there's there's a line that i've drawn it kind of thing like yeah. you're yeah and, and i i absolutely respect that because once you start chasing doing the art for money it becomes a problem <laughs> it starts yeah. to it starts to really have have issues cuz then you're changing the art so that it makes money versus just doing the art that is arts right. you, for art for lose, art's sake you
0: lose yeah. what you you find yourself losing what made your work or your output so evocative and so attractive and, and interesting to begin with because now you it's like pavlov's dog right you're trying to fucking just keep doing the right thing you're,
1: you're trying, trying to, to the skinner box you're trying to get the yeah. treat you know and, and and you'll do whatever to get the treat And it's like, yeah, even if you debase yourself, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to do it to get the treat because the treat is the treats really important to you. I absolutely get it Uh, in the inverse article. This is the curse of capitalism. The more a customer pays, especially for something that feels like it has no intrinsic value, an image on a screen, the more they feel they own. And I guess by the time they got to the Kickstarter book, uh, they were starting to feel like, yeah, this isn't really mine anymore.
0: Some people have some strong feelings about that. Some people it, I mean, also, I guess it depends on how you interact with things or how people interact with you. If it, if you feel like it's not really so much yours anymore, that it's becoming a collective thing, it depends on how what the collective is doing with it. Or how. Yeah, because I think also a thing that Simone had an issue with was that maybe like the wrong people were making up their fan base. I, I mean, I'll, I'll put for example here. I took all these great photos during ferguson and foes that have lots of meaning and that that you know um it it wasn't easy to create these images and be in these moments no it was not (laughs) and the only fucking foe for years anyone ever wanted was a fucking dray mckesson yeah you know i know and like i would i would try and be like you know i have these really other great foes that aren't of a guy that's a union buster yeah you know uh and who kind of and I know why McK- it's Dorae McKesson, not the photo of the the homeless veteran being dragged by uh, riot cops outside of City Hall in the snow is because Dorae McKesson is a much easier, cuddlier thing for Capitol to rub up against. Dorae McKesson is digestible. Yeah. But I, I understand. I definitely identify with um, what you want from me is not what I want to give you.
1: They address it directly in the comic. This, according to the Inverse article, this is their description, and it is pretty much what's in there. Have I told you about how nerds destroy the world, Paul says. Nerdy obsession with gadgets leads to, quote, landfills full of functioning electronics, Paul says, as he smashes a computer. There's a special kind of nerd, though, who thinks computers will overtake mankind in 30 years, changing humanity in ways incomprehensible to us now. He continues. So the singularity is the nerd way of saying in the future, being rich and white will be even more awesome. The nerdy obsessions, video games, digital devices, perhaps even web comics, are all about focusing on something, Paul rants, quote, that isn't the crushing vacuousness of their lives. Setting a laptop on fire, Paul the Ghost looks at his silent debate partner. Nerds do not redefine adulthood, they waste it. A pause. I am not telling a joke. You are terrible. It feels like late stage Carlin. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> no it also way. I think
0: what really kind of struck me reading about this was how this really pinpoints the malaise Oh yeah, that we would uh, us as millennials would be experiencing over the like the next ten years of like oh well nothing's good, uh, home ownership, um, mm-hmm. clean water, a uh, world worth living in, a world where at least if we go to war, it seems like there's a good reason. One where we don't waste $52 million on a stupid fucking trolley, you know, <sighs> <laughs> to go from a, a history museum that people forget to outside of a Italian restaurant that no longer exists.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> the, I'm talking about the Del Mar Loop trolley, folks. One of the most famous boondoggles in recent history, <sighs> other than the police. <clears throat> New rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that, that's exactly what I was gonna say next. You, you read my mind. Yeah. Um,
0: but like looking back, like this does feel like the the first wave break. Yeah, and a realization of like we've all been fucking had.
1: It's never gonna get better. And what am I even doing?
0: i mean that that is what's the fucking point of this because it's already the games are the game has already been rigged against them
1: and that's exactly the point that Vale makes multiple times in the post accompanying the video of of them burning the kickstarter books
0: yeah i guess even takes a finer point of from what this said 10 years ago right now is that amber lee frost just has something published in jacobin which is basically like what amber (laughs) a Ali Frost wrote a a synopsis of <laughs> <laughs> Pictures for Sad Children. Uh, it's a great piece. I posted it on player and Facebook.
1: Okay. I only see half of stuff that actual friends post. Yeah. And I'll get every post from like Marilyn Manson fans. Yeah, or some show, like the guy who does nothing but like repost TikToks of people doing stunts and eating it because I'm like, okay, that's the close to skate videos as I'm going to get on my timeline. So <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I kind of got to watch these. <laughs> those, are, those are important. Got to keep those in the feed. But yeah, like most of my for you pages wind up not showing me things my actual friends post but no so i haven't seen it i am very interested because i do like amber's writing i think uh, she's very clear-eyed as far as those types of things go
0: i think one of the most poignant things that she says in the article the article is called adulting in middle age Oof.
1: i'm feeling that
0: the ending paragraph i think is probably the best part of it as far as as being direct which is for a lot of millennials there's just nothing to look forward to. No rewards to go with the responsibilities of age. Nothing cool or fun or exciting or even dignified about getting old. It just beats the alternative.
1: Beats the alternative is something that my grandmother said. A, a woman who lived through the Depression, the fact that that sentiment still rings true is fucking painful. Yeah. Like, this is it, huh?
0: All right. It sucks. Yeah. Like, I. I mean, I'm going to be turning 38 this year. And I think about when I was younger and I would look at my mom's friends that were in their late thirties where they were and like, wow, that's, th- those are whole ass adults. Yeah. Like they had like a house, they had a job, they, you know, they had a fucking pool table, <laughs> pool table and like cool shit. And they yeah. didn't ever seem like super worried about the things that we're worried about. And, I mean, if they were worried about money or about this or that, they didn't really show it.
1: Like I'm 43 at uh, this year. And I got very lucky in a lot of regards. And so I don't have the same anxieties as some people. I have different ones. yeah. But at the same time, they're definitely not the same anxieties my parents had. They're definitely not the same anxieties my grandparents had. You know what I mean? Like there's still stuff that enters my brain that I feel like they never thought about. They, they weren't concerned with it because yeah. as far as they knew that all that was settled. That's over and That's, done with.
0: Yeah. Like, my mom has a big thing about, like, that I just have these, like, absurd high expectations of life and, like, the places I work. Yeah, and, where do you think you got it from? Like, well, when I was talking about the lackluster bonuses at my job. Oh, yeah. My mom went, was like, well, what makes you so... Sp-? You know, and then ple- proceeds to tell me all the times that she got fucked out of her bonus. We're like, well, actually, you know, her company rules, you know, you're entitled to a $2,800 Bonus, but seeing that you only, that your team only met its goals for one out of the four quarters, you're only going to get a fourth of that. Okay, and like, and and that's just the rules, and it's like, yeah, those rules fucking suck. Yeah, like that's bullshit.
1: The uh, that's just the way it is, people.
0: Uh, yeah, but fucking sucks. No, th- that's just the way it is. Is how we. Have people starving and freezing to death on the streets in this fucking country? Yet we're sending over what tens of billions of dollars sh- of, of death machines over to Israel, and you.
1: And then we're arresting the priests who are out actually doing the fucking word of the Lord and taking care of yeah. those people in the streets. We're arresting them.
0: We're arresting them. We're 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 charging them. We're vilifying them. And like <laughs> you know, what what the fuck's going on? I think me and you, and I think perhaps many people that are listening to this right now. That are of a similar age, we're kind of told that things were going to be okay or
1: better. Not necessarily, or better. A, not necessarily going to be okay, but like, yeah, the future is going to be great.
0: It'll all work out. Yeah, I remember feeling that, being told that, or that being implied to me in, from so many different directions. Not like just from family or something, but like from culture, from like school. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's all going to work out. Like, yeah. yeah, you. I mean, you'll get a good job, and like, oh yeah, yeah, you're going to have some some bumps in the road, but it's all going to work out
1: yeah oh the places you'll go type type thinking yeah yeah well i mean just in general if the economy is doing so well right and then, right. then again this this will be more universal you know when we're thinking about like people that you and i know that maybe don't have steady employment but yet on the news every night it's it's oh the, the, the oh, yeah. economy is doing great oh,
0: it, for who for who uh, it's for not for it's not for i mean like my my girlfriend you know right can... She busts her ass. and She works very hard. She works a very hard job, and people in her profession like do not. I mean, I don't get paid what I deserve, it. she most certainly does not. Right, and a lot of people that do work like her do not get. We, we gosh, I don't want to make this like a huge bummer conversation, but I mean, this is kind of a huge bummer comic. Like, I mean, right, really, <laughs> exactly. It really does no, yeah. hit some stuff that sticks with you. I mean, this is. What, why I thought we had already done this.
1: Yeah, because I think we've had similar conversations That's about similar what these things are about. I think, yeah.
0: uh, I think we might talk about this with Casey Green when we have on. We did
1: briefly touch on this with Casey, and and I would really like to uh, talk to him again because uh, he just had a successful Kickstarter for a book, much like Simone, uh, the, the Pinocchio book that yeah, I was talking about. Him. It was a big success as well because Casey Green despite not being a household name, is a very internet famous kind of thing. Same with same well, Simone Dale. He's
0: created something that's kind of <laughs> fucking... A couple of things I think they're going to outlive him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Dick butt. Uh, <laughs> Dick butt. Question how. Killallnerds.exe. Kill 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 ex- um ex-
1: Dad brand whiskey.
0: I love that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Pikachu don't tread on me. Yeah, it, it's interesting in that... Uh, inverse interview that Casey green's uh you know this is fine dog is mentioned and
1: oh yeah yeah it, it, as a, a thing that's kind of
0: permeated
1: not only that but also like it is kind of the opposite of some of the sad pictures for pictures for sad children comics and that Question Hound is on, literally on fire at certain points in the comic, but he's saying this is fine, as opposed to Simone's characters who are saying, no, this is fucked up.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. in that situation, they'd be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I can't believe this is my job. Yeah. <laughs> Being on yeah. fire yeah. This fucking sucks. I hate my parents, you know. Uh.
1: So what really interested me, I did not know that Simoneville was the creator of this. This was news to me. Simoneville, this says it was 2006, They began drawing hourly autobiographical comics. They then recruited several other cartoonists to spend February 1st doing the same. Hourly Comics Day came out of this. I I did not know that was Simone um, Bill.
0: Kate Beaton and John Allison are being name-dropped here on the Wikipedia page. Kate Bean's
1: amazing. If you haven't read Harker Vagrant, you've probably seen the comic where it's uh, Ed Allan Poe getting a love letter from from uh, a, a, God, some other author who was like, really into him. Do you want to be friends? Yes or no? <laughs> and he's staring at it like this. And then in 2013, Bill published DMT. a color comic (laughs)
0: about that short period of time we're talking about dmt was really cool yep before it became a (laughs) punchline with joe rogan yep fans noticed that a website reported to the official
1: website of the film birdman contained an assortment of stories and comics by simone
0: vale about michael keaton
1: have you seen the film this birdman film
0: uh Yes, I went on a date with someone to that film, and I thought it was really
1: good. Yeah, I think Itaru hasn't really topped it. I think, uh, and boy, Emma Stone in that. Yeah. Um, anyway, to wrap this up on Pictures for Sad Children, I found a, a Something Awful thread. This was in the... Uh... <laughs> I forgot that was the name of the uh, forum BSS Bisexual Super Sun. <laughs> 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 it was listed as the original Zack Snyder containment zone. <laughs> so, someone in a, in a thread
0: there, Electro Boot, uh, says, Hey guys, I've never seen uh, Batman's Secret Stash.
1: That's what BSS yeah. stands for. Yeah, you're right. Um, but, but yeah, now it's <laughs>
0: Bisexual Super Sun. <laughs>
1: it was a reference to Superman's son being by in the comic. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Hey, guys. I've never posted here, but I have something I think a lot of people will be interested in. A few years ago, maybe 2012, Simone Vale of Pictures for Sad Children auctioned off two of, of her personal laptops. I bought one of the two, but didn't really spend any time looking through it because then I was in grad school and extremely busy slash depressed. <laughs> So, unfortunately, at the same time, the whole Kickstarter meltdown was when I was moving a long way, so it sat in storage with my parents until now, and the now reference in this post was 2017, so three years later. I have no idea what to do in this situation. There's 300 gigs worth of stuff on here. Not sure yet how much is worthwhile, but I'm open to the idea of passing some of the contents around. So they then post... A, uh, a picture of the box that Simone sent the laptop in, which is the the, the character there from from a picture for sad children. Handle with care. I believe that's Gary. Gary, thank you. Uh, Thanks for buying this laptop. Goes the handwritten note from me. It seems strange and nice. Pretty classic Acer book and the de- the desktop images. <laughs> 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 a guy, a shirtless guy in a ball cap, uh, and a, a faucet is dripping on him. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. I- Apparently, there's all sorts of uh, you know, boohoo, boohoo, boo. Uh, all music is unbarreled. These are the folders. <laughs> Pigeon sweat. <laughs> Someone replies, "Of course, put it online right now." Uh, this is Yos Post's as fuck. <laughs> post post the <and> stats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does anyone know how to get in touch with them anymore? They did a pretty good job of disappearing from the internet. Maybe through the guy who finished shipping books for the Kickstarter. Not expecting a different response if I do, but I guess it's worth a try. Permaband user, bravest of the lamps, throw it into the bonfire, along with all other vanities you may possess. <laughs> yeah, let's see what they got permed for. Every single post you make is a dumb one liner about how a thing is bad. You haven't contributed anything of substance in years. You are the most kind of the most boring kind of person to have any discussion with, and I don't think you have any positive effect on the forums. I don't care if you're right or wrong about the subject. So many people are sick of dealing with your shit. Go away. <laughs> God, if a mod ever hit me with that, I would go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, thing bad, post bad. Yes. <laughs> you sure lose this posting privilege just for six hours. A ban for relentless trolling plus personal attacks. Everyone's bored and tired of it. Shaming people on that forum for their hobbies is also a lame hobby.
1: Uh, lazy trolling in a thread with potential.
0: So, the Bravest of the Lamps, not, not the best uh, judge yeah, character not, in any Not a top tier poster. In, in any way. Um, I will not be subscribing to their sub stack. <laughs> Here's Cat Matra
1: saying turn it into a memorial wasp nest. <laughs> Does it have the Long John
0: Silvers comic? I don't remember the one. <laughs> the Long Silver's. John Silvers comic is one where um, it's like a character. Going along eating at Long John Silver's and being like, I have lupus or whatever. <laughs> and but like, and they're like, oh, you should have some of our food. And the, and the person, at Long, the, the employee at Long John Silver's being like, you know, lupus is a complex autoimmune disease. The food will n- do nothing to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, so I just thought that was
1: interesting. Obviously, the OP did not wind up posting anything from the laptop online. Here it is. I'm torn between telling the OP to ignore their wishes or destroy one of the last traces of the comic. The mods closed it with based pure only reading this thread. Fucking mods. And not knowing anything else about this, the fact that the author is trying to get it taken down from other places is all the answer you need. Keep it for yourself or wipe the drive. Posting it here is not an option. And so the thread That's was closed.
0: I'm a uh, no mods, no masters
1: kind Fuck of guy. the mods. So that, as far as I know, and and that inverse piece was pretty much the the end of the saga, as it were. I'm still sad that it's gone. Now, I, I did show you there is an Imgur. Somebody yeah. had posted 400-something comics from, from that run. You may be able to find it online. I don't know. It's against Simone's wishes, so it's kind of a gray area.
0: It sucks because this person feels very alienated and... Unhappy about yeah. their work, or at least how it's been perceived or consumed, for lack of a better word.
1: Which is a shame because it, it's, it speaks so clearly it's to something. So,
0: it encapsulates a point in time and a certain feeling, I think, pretty much better than anything else I've come across from that era. And then it asks you questions. What do you do with art? What do you do with creativity when someone no longer wants it to be seen? But you can't deny... Its poignancy or its importance or its worth.
1: Yeah, because the work still has power, even though the artist has maybe divorced themselves from it. It's still. It yeah. However you want to
0: put it. Yeah. I still think they create something that's really worthwhile and has a lot of value. And I guess it sucks that the internet didn't perceive it in the way that, that she wanted. But I think there's a lot of people that really took it to heart, which is why I think you still kind of randomly see. Strips from this popping up on like a Twitter argument or something <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah, because it has that same kind of the way Akewood would be poignant uh, it, it's very much that same feeling I always got from from that comic there, there would be these moments of real holy shit, this is a comic and it's telling right. me you know this this deep universal truth uh, in the form of a ghost who can't literally can't quit his job <laughs> right he <It> feels compelled <laughs> by forces that he does not understand. There's something to be said for that. And now,
0: the moment you've all been waiting for.
1: Shock.jpg. In the spirit of the fact that our subject this week, our main topic, was a a bit of a downer sometimes, I figured the shock.jpg has got to be at least funny. And so I discovered that someone still, via the online archives, had walk the dinosaur are you familiar with this one
0: i'm now, not i have walked the dinosaur
1: yes there is that old song by was not was called walk the dinosaur uh, this of course has that looping in the background of course why wouldn't it why wouldn't it that was a big meme song for a while there and so so this uh, c- kind of came from that it's a mirror from shock chan which is also no longer a site it is some Oh. Yeah, some really uh, crappy CG dinosaurs in a 69 position. Oh, is this
0: from 3D Gay World?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's 8 seconds long and it will loop indefinitely if you let it. It is uh two two dinosaurs blowing each other. Yeah. That's it. We're really All going right. for it.
0: <laughs> so the description
1: on Shock Chan, Walk the Dinosaur takes the viewer back millions of years to a land before time. It shows that dinosaur love came in many forms and captures a special moment between two velociraptors. Like Meat Spin, the Walk the Dinosaur shock loop gets better the no longer you watch it. And I will say, it doesn't get any less funny.
0: <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely unique.
1: It has this like,
0: yeah, a 3D gay world, you said? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Well, yeah, I think 3D gay world is the, um, <laughs> the, I think that's where the image of, I think you know where I'm going. Go ahead. <laughs> where it's like a person, a, a very muscular man uh-huh. having sex with a Tyrannosaurus Rex on like a plateau. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where like the man is dwarf but he's like getting it in somehow still. No, I don't know this one. Oh wow. I've just really out myself as some sort of freak. <laughs>
1: Hey, look! Everybody comes to the uh, the, the table with different stuff. Three uh, <laughs> different keyboard. different things they were traumatized by. Exactly. On the yeah. If some people were like, "Oh, go he fine," and some people were like, "There's a guy with a light bulb in his ass." Um, it's just yeah. It's well, I got two.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that's right. Because he puts a one in there. Walk the dinosaur has this whole weird second life as a, as a meme song. Yeah. Because there would be 4chan posts back on the 4chan thing again. There'd be 4chan posts. It was these long, drawn-out green texts. Green texts is where you put the little carrot in front of your text so that it looks different on the board as opposed to writing out a story in any kind of regular manner. It's very abbreviated. It's almost like its own kind of tone poem. If you're on Reddit, r slash green text is a pretty decent view of some of these. but. The green text stories would be, you know, be me, uh, be fourteen, and it would go. If we go on a stem winder, it'd be like two pages of threads, and then it would, and then it would end with get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur as a, as a way to end the story. on a like a bait or like a joke, the same way that people would use uh, Rick Astley or whatever other cheesy song neat. that they they felt was appropriate. Yeah, walk the dinosaur we was. Talk. a be <laughs> that's only that's only if you're reading that green text in Fire and you're like peacock yes walk the dinosaur had a, had its own meme life before this was made and the fact that there was a walk the com that you could then <laughs> link people to oh boy oh i'm sure it was not was not very happy about that wasn't a great band to begin with
0: i don't know if they really have a choice <laughs> the art has, has evolved past. Them.
1: <laughs> they no longer had they're no longer in control of that song. Is what you're saying? It's like Rick Astley kind of lost control of Never Gonna Give You Up after a while.
0: I mean, he kind of has a little bit of control now, but yeah, I get what you. Now,
1: yeah, but but for a while there, it was kind of just like whatever. People were just doing it. I like the fact that he's been doing as, a couple of sets where he does his best Morrissey voice and does <laughs> and does
0: Smith's songs with like Johnny Marr. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Fucking get rid of Morrissey, bring Fuck him in. Morrissey, yeah. You know what? The guy who came his pants. I think should be allowed to morrow see, yeah, as kind of a karmic justice kind of thing. I think it would just be really cool to see <coughs> Morrissey be <laughs> by a brown man with a jizz stain on his uh light blue blue jeans. <laughs> like, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm dying. Oh, oh is that Packy? I'm oh, getting got by a goddamn old Packy. Oh. I fucked it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked it.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Morrissey. I, like, I, I like that Morrissey
0: looks like a miserable person now. My uh, my aunt who, big rock and roller, at Christmas time she was telling me, oh, I've heard these stories all before, but I want to hear again all the time she's run to like Ron Wood in her life and. Oh yeah, and she, yeah. You know, being at front row uh Hail Hail Rock and Roll because one of her friends was really hot and dressed really hot. And they're like, Oh, we need some girls up front.
1: Oh, so was she in the movie?
0: She's in the movie for oh, a couple wow. seconds, but, uh, <laughs> That's uh amazing. she's got this really great story <laughs> about weighing out back at the Fox theater. And there's a guy, he's like in the the driver's, uh, the driver's door, the passenger's door, I forget which side of a limo out there. And this okay. guys back to the crowd. My aunt Kelly is waiting to see Keith Richards. Richard's so fucking cool. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, a few rock stars I think have probably just maintained like, yeah, he's pretty fucking cool.
1: Keith's one of them for sure. Yeah,
0: like never really like had like a down point. I think even when he's being shitty, like yeah, but it's fucking Keith Richards. Yeah, you will yeah, ex- yeah. you will
1: excuse a lot for Keith. Yeah, he, wrote, you know? he
0: wrote all of this really cool shit. Yeah, like
1: doesn't matter who he ripped off, he still fucking rips. You know, like yeah. whatever, yeah.
0: And the whole entire time, people are walking by, and she's like, "Does that guy look like Ron Wood?" And and people are just kind of blowing her <laughs> off. And eventually this guy turns around and it's Ron fucking Wood. Ron Wood. He just goes, Ha <laughs> and gets in the fucking limo.
1: Was he driving then? Is that I, what I, I, the I can't Ron Wood it. is driving the limo? <laughs> I mean that would be kind of fucking funny. I, maybe he was on the I
0: can't remember this specific story. I've been told it a million times. It's just I just love hearing the part that it was Ron Wood the whole fucking time. And here here she is loudly going, doesn't that guy look like Ron Wood from the back? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I, my, I forget, my favorite thing about uh, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll is that all of these musicians finding out that Chuck Berry's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these people, they, they came to St. Louis, a fucking yeah. gutter town in the middle of the shit country <laughs> in the like 80s. Yeah. And they're all paying homage to this father of rock and roll who's like a paranoid, angry, shitty guy. Not a great person. Not a great person. I have met Chuck Berry a few times, and he tried to shake my hand, and I gave him a fist bump because I've seen that video. Right, you know where his hands
1: have been. I know know what he does with those (laughs) hands. There's a famous
0: story, since Shocked Out JPEG's a little short here. (laughs) Right, yeah. There's a famous story you used to go through. The guitars. <sighs> I'm, I'm adjusting my microphone here. Yeah, right? he's Getting he's got to get he's got to get proper uh, tale telling posture. Yeah, please, here. yeah, the half lotus <laughs> So, there used to be a guy that worked in pro audio. Uh nice guy. At the time, the story was told me he no longer worked there. He like finished college and like moved.
1: That principle of the thing, though. Yeah, it's it's not your shirt. Sure. It's not.
0: It's not my tale to the tell so explicitly. Right, but so Chuck Berry comes in and the guy's like. Oh, shit, Chuck Berry, what's up? And he's, oh, I just want to look at, like, your speakers and stuff. And so they're going through, and they're checking out the PA speakers on the on the speaker wall. And they're like, talking about, like, you know, what kind of power, like, what kind of why you're looking at, like, how much how much air, how much sound you're, you're looking to produce. Sure. How much air you're looking to move. And the guy is, like, you know, qualifying the customer. Like, you're supposed to do. like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, so where are you, uh, you, like, building a new practice space, like, at, at your house or something? You put, like, a little club up in a bar. And he goes, I was looking for someone to watch some sexy movies. Okay. All right. The guy's like, well, Chuck, I would love, obviously, for you to spend your money here. But these are really more like live audio. This is not home theater. This is not home theater. These are not not great for... You can. But Ultimate Electronics, if you just turn right Mm. onto the rock road, two lights down the left, there's Ultimate Electronics. They have a great home theater set up there there's someone there who would be more than happy to help you, Chuck. And the guy is like, okay, leaves. And people are like, you weren't going to take Chuck Berry's money? And he's just like, eh, just... You want to been, give him what he wants. That's... I mean, yeah. he wants to watch his sexy movies. I, go, I want to make sure he gets the back. It's fucking Chuck Berry. He's just, yeah. He's a, it's a guy even invented rock and roll. <laughs> I don't want to fucking shortchange the guy that invented rock and roll,
1: right? Because he's gonna come back and like I can't hear the back shots or whatever. You yeah, know, he's like, like <laughs>
0: he's, yeah,
1: I can't hear the piss splashing on the woman's face that you sold me. It's a funny lemon. You say
0: these things. Where the story is going? So about like three minutes later, Page comes over to the intercom. You know, such and such pick up line two. You got a call holding on line two. He picks it up. It's Chuck Berry. Oh no! And he's like, so where is this ultimate electronics? And he's like, you, 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 literally, he's like you, you literally turn right onto the rock road. Okay. And it's two lights down on the left. He's like, oh, I turned left on the rock road. Now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, 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 because this is an audio medium, I have to, I, I did a knowing look and a finger wag because I know where Chuck wound up. <laughs> I know, we both know where Chuck
0: wound up. <laughs> Chuck is like, well, I need you to come meet me at this parking lot, Matt, and I'm going to follow you there. <laughs> and the guy is like uh, okay where are you at I'm, like, I'm in the parking lot of a place called Royo Drive
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's like okay he, okay, I'll be there in a minute he gets off the phone and he tells his boss uh, hey I gotta do this weird thing because it's Chuck Berry <laughs> yeah. I gotta meet him in the parking lot he told me the name of the business and and the manager the key holder he's talking to is a huge fucking pervert mm-hmm. oh where is he at it's like this place called Rodeo Drive and he's like oh that's a porn shop
1: that is where that is where I got white bitches and heat volume one. <laughs>
0: so you're a student of the craft. I am, yes, yes. Anyways, this guy drives down. Guy goes picks up <laughs> Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's in his fucking Plymouth yeah. Prowler. That was his big thing. Take him. Follows him literally all the way back to three or four lights down from Guitar Center. Here's Ultimate Electronics. Chuck. Chuck's just like, ah. Oh. Oh man, you're so nice. I really appreciate this, and I got a little something for you while I was in the shop. Oh no! And the guy's thinking, like, I got, I'm gonna to have to tell my kids one day. This day. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to take anything from Chuck Berry, particularly if it's in a brown paper bag. Oh, it's in the brown paper bag. Yeah, he takes the brown paper he... He's like, oh, thanks, Chuck, starts to walk by. He goes. Chuck's like, I mean, when a man hands you something as a gift in a, in a package, you got to look at it. It's the only proper thing to do. And he's like, fuck. No, no. He opens it up, and it's a DVD of pregnant black women <laughs> and cotton panties and bras pissing themselves. And that's what he got from Chuck Berry for being a good man. Uh, well, I mean... He just assumes
1: everybody's into what he's into, I guess. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I, I kiss you, baby, but you smell like that. right? Fucking <laughs> Stark. Uh, yeah. According to Brace Belden, yeah, that there's a second part of that of that video where he like farts <laughs> on the woman in the bathtub. I don't know if it's before or after. I've never seen that part. Yeah, I've only
1: ever seen the the first bit. So
0: yeah, apparently, apparently, there's a director's cut. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut (laughs) of the the
1: Chuck Berry video. So I guess that means it's time for the Breath Mint.
0: It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the Breath Mint. Because we've definitely been drinking piss. So for the Breath Mint
1: this week, Brian, um, I have been really enjoying my time with my uh, Nintendo Switch. Been really digging through some games that I missed realized that I had started and then completely abandoned Kirby and the forgotten land 3d Kirby game, which I didn't expect to be any good, but it is very, very good. It's doing something new with the franchise that we kind of figured was dead in the water. Like nobody really expects a lot from a Kirby game. This yeah. one, this one really surprised me. I had a lot of great stuff going for it. Some of the boss fights were tough. Like you wouldn't think a Kirby game would have yeah, Kirby's usually bosses. like the experimental easy game. There's some ways to make it easier. There's an easy mode, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, if you play through on normal and you're trying to like beat all the bosses, there's a bunch of secret bosses, six extra levels that are extra hard. And you can choose to do those and you can choose not to. But I always choose to do them because I'm like, well, I beat the game. Let's see, let's see what else is going on here. And uh, I had a good time with it because there's, and then after all that, there's also a 12 boss boss rush in this Colosseum thing. And that is what I got stuck on that for days because it's you got you have six healing items to beat 12 bosses. You, you, got, you got to make them count. Some of these bosses are not easy. And so I was like, wow, a Kirby game really got me. I'm kind of shocked by that. And then um, I have been playing, I started and finished Metroid Dread in its entirety, yeah. which is either good or bad, depending on who you ask. For sure. me, a Metroid game should only be about 20 hours. You don't yeah. really need it to be any longer. It's exploration. It's, it's where the whole Metroidvania name came from because it's you explore, you get new powers, which opens up other areas, and da-da-da-da-da. This one attempts to retcon a bunch of different games. It's like a sequel to Super Metroid and a sequel to Metroid Fusion, which is the one that has the X-Parasite. By the end of the game, you've like wrapped up two other games in your plot, and then this whole other Star Wars-style spoiler thing that's like, what? But it's still, it's a fun ride. It's classic 2D Metroid with this counter mechanic. Enemies will flash and then come at you. If you hit a button at the right time, you counter, you can get some of your health back. And it's kind of a neat little push-pull mechanic. Just, uh, I'm really being impressed by a lot of Switch games these days. I, I started Tears of the Kingdom can't wait to get back to it. So, like, boy, buying myself a used one off a of Facebook marketplace is uh, really working out for me. Well, I'm happy games wise. You. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Something new for you? I'll give you a little bit of Sopranos
0: update. Oh yeah, please. Ralphie's gone. Yeah. Rest, I think Joey pissed you dirty motherfucker. I think Joey Pants <laughs> really uh, did an excellent job of showing all the different shades of shit of that character, especially in his final scene yeah I mean I think he as far as someone who i mean his character lasted two seasons mm-hmm. which is pretty good for uh the villain of the month
1: I was gonna say yeah for for sopranos it's very good I think the only one that gets him beat is Phil Leotardo. I know he's
0: fifth and sixth season yeah so he's he's got him he's
1: got him edged by maybe one or two episodes because the sixth season was split in two right so
0: but very satisfying to see Ralphie go mm-hmm i'm like oh wow i really am seeing the death of this show i'm really becoming a sopranos guy (laughs) i really should be i should i should i'm gonna have to go on on like etsy or something and and buy a bootleg (laughs) weed pranos (laughs) come town shirt or something i oh i get it like whole generation of of dumpy guys being like yeah it's the greatest tv show on earth yeah tony's um Inability to relate to people, but loving animals and seeing animals is like this purity that we can't have. Yeah. And when fucking Chrissy has his intervention. Oh, and he finds out that Chris accidentally killed the
1: dog. You by sound sitting, the fucking dog. And that's what he's mad about.
0: I'll fucking strangle
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's what he gets most mad about is when he finds out about little cosette oh i mean this is just hammering at home because i mean half the reason that ralphie died is because he blames him for the horse
0: yeah oh yeah you you killed this beautiful innocent creature
1: right which some people were like is he talking about tracy like no 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 no, no. you see it's a thing
0: i mean i think it's some of his feelings about tracy yes but is more specifically about it's Pio. very
1: explicitly about the horse yeah yeah and then he can't stand to have the painting anymore, so Pauly takes it
0: That's <laughs> a, a fat Napoleon. <laughs> it's so, he's a little big from the though. No, like Napoleon. It's so fucking good. It's and it, that's such
1: informs Paulie's character. He's just like, I can't let this thing go to waste. It's a beautiful painting, <laughs> the oil painting, the the wood frame around twenty thirty grand. <laughs> You can see the, you know, the value in it, even though it's like an emotional thing for, for somebody else. And, but yeah, that, that it's Tony drives him nuts. And so he has to have it. He has to have it repainted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he can't stand that fucking smell. He's got the wine glass. And it's like, ah, God. Season four is interesting because you see a lot of Tony reckoning with himself and a ways that he's not. Because, yeah, he gets to have his, his fun. He gets to, the... The fuck the Russian chick, he gets to steal Ralphie's girl. Yeah. And uh, he gets to have all of his fun, but these consequences seem to be really... They're piling up for him, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really starting to hang himself on that rope. So there's that, but the other night, my girlfriend was over, and I was like, you I know, haven't watched a horror movie in a while. And something hmm. popped up on Max that I had forgotten about for a couple of years and I think is an exceptional horror movie. The criminally overlooked 2017 film... It comes at night. Okay, I found that one a little slow. I love it. I've seen it twice, and I think it fucked with me more the second time. The second time, huh. I was like, "Fuck," because I was picking up on things I hadn't seen the first time. I think it's a slow burn, but I think the right. tension, and I think I think the setting is really what feels like it's in the Pacific Northwest, Well, it's actually filmed in like upstate New York. Okay, but like this abandoned resort. Yeah like this little like forest resort that they're in that they they're seeking refuge and so it's about a man and his family some sort of disease or infection has taken over the world and so they've been just living it out in this abandoned resort house thing it looks like a complex but they they definitely are trying to tell you though it's a house yeah with i guess like two mother-in-law suites yeah. it's now, it's a yeah. it's very interesting architecture in the in, in the interior of this house is very specifically shown to you in a disorienting fashion so it feels very ambiguous and confusing and i think that's part of the movie's strength but the focus of the film who you, who it's kind of mostly told through his viewpoint is uh the son travis is okay his name is? yeah travis. yeah it starts out with him and his father murdering his grandfather because his grandfather has become ill with this this infection and it's kind of implied that you gotta kill the people who are infected because they will turn into something far worse yeah and that's left ambiguous I think actually that's a very interesting thing to do because boy the, the imagination can really run wild on that one that's true and so this guy tries breaking into their house and the Guys, like actually I have like a family I'm not trying to fuck with y'all I'm just trying to survive and so the father goes back with the guy brings his family over the whole thing the whole caveat for them is like well this guy knows where we're at strength in numbers and like yes there's danger to this but there's also something to be gained here mutually and the guy has like goats and chickens and shit and so they bring the guy back and the father never really trusts the stranger and his family yeah it's a paranoid film for sure it's a a film about paranoia boy it has just a real fucking gut punch of an ending that last probably like 10 20 minutes is really effective spoilers here the first time i saw this movie and mind you it it was in the theaters it was a long time ago for some reason i thought it was the child Oh, and it was sick because don't let him see your eyes and all that sure but it's really Travis yeah on the second viewing you realize everything that's fucked up and weird is because he's infected okay like all of his weird dreams yeah you know, I was asking D like who do you think left the door open oh and I don't think that's ever solved for me what makes that movie effective is these questions that aren't answered yeah. but these are questions that are going to fuck with you. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, but once I remember it, it was like, yeah, the fucking door and the dog. Mm -hmm. What happened to the fucking dog?
1: And I think that was my initial problem with it, but again, I think I'll have to go back because it's been years. I do remember having a lot of questions and being like, well, for a movie that that was that slow, they didn't bother to, you know what I mean? Like, that was my mindset, but I think ambiguity works
0: Especially in horror. Ambiguity works wonders. Your imagination is always going to be more terrifying. Absolutely. You got anything else for the breath of it? Uh,
1: I do. I do. I a, a, uh, the last two things I have, it's kind of a double feature. See them back to back if you can. It's really interesting. These are movies that kind of came and went. Nobody really talks about them, but you'll see clips of them on TikTok for whatever reason. Because they're just, they're aggressively okay movies. You know? <laughs> I, I like aggressively okay movies. Uh, now you see me, a group of magicians, which includes... Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you got uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, On the other side, the lawman, Mark Ruffalo, and a skeptic played by Morgan Freeman. They're all trying to... I don't
0: believe what I'm seeing. Exactly. (laughs) These (laughs) boys are doing magic. (laughs) For... (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's pretty Wait, much that's pretty much how to, on that woman hmm. in half right
1: so four magicians rob a bank and the fbi is after them that's the basic plot of the movie um, <laughs> i know uh, like they, on they paper pull, they pull the money out of a top hat No, they did this big elaborate Vegas stage show where they they have the guy go under the stage and they've built a replica of the bank vault. And it's a whole like I said, to explain the entire plot would be I'd be here for another 20 minutes. But it's four magicians rob a bank and the FBI is after them. And they keep doing these successive public stunts. And they're doing like they're doing this whole Robin Hood stick. It's great. Uh, just for the fact that Mark Riffalo gets to stretch a little bit we could we see kind of the the snarky comedic side of Morgan Freeman which I always love to see he's done it a couple times but I think here he really nails a specific vibe nah, and who uh, ate all the pussy <laughs> right, right. and Michael Caine. I forgot about Michael Caine, so they they got Michael Caine in for a little bit and uh, and then nerve a young Emma Roberts is the big star here movie about a uh, art student who is at her mom's Juliette Lewis, and she gets caught up in this game called Nerve, where it's a series of escalating dares, but it starts off like, oh yeah, flash the football team, but then it becomes like, kiss a stranger, and then it's like, go with the stranger on a motorcycle, and so people are following along on social media, It's, a, it's so it's a, a bit of a commentary about the ridiculous things people are willing to do for money and fame, and it's a couple of years old now, so I mean, it was prescient even then, and Came and went. Nobody really saw it. That sounds too bad. That sounds pretty interesting. It's on Max as well. So if you're uh, if you're looking for something to watch, I think uh, both now you can see me's or now you see me's are both on on Max as well. You won't remember much about them after you've seen them, but they're a good ride. You know, kind of like uh, we used to have those all the time. We used to have, like, a Tony Scott movie every couple of years where right. it would be an uh, enemy of the state or whatever, where it would just be like, yeah, this kind of says something about current day, but it's also just a hoot. It's, it's, there's words.
0: <laughs> it's just a hoot,
1: too. I mean, it's like old sure. Michael Bay, like like uh, bad boys, you know, like it's just, it's just a hoot. It's a,
0: but I like, you know, garbage, too. So what do I know? <laughs> we do this podcast exactly yeah and so this weekend doing the old uh royal
1: rumble we will be here doing royal rumble Chalet. that's right yes
0: royal rumble is usually a pretty fun pay-per-view regardless of where the product's at the only bad Royal Rumble I can think of in recent memory was actually the one here in St. Louis a couple of years ago.
1: No, did you the one you went to? I didn't go to that. Oh, one, okay. no, <laughs> I would not have gone. Yeah.
0: No, because like I worked with a guy very briefly at a job, and this kid was telling me how he spent like eight hundred bucks for like really shitty seats. I'm like, I'm not going. No thanks. I'm, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch it on TV. And then, it, and it was an awful pay per view. It was uh, aside from the Sami Zayn Giant Knoxville match. There really wasn't much. And even that was kind of bad, but that was at least different. It was like, oh, it's the Jackass guys. They're in St. Louis. And apparently Brock Lesnar like slammed Wee Man through a table at a bar or something. Steve O was supposed to be there, but he had COVID. I oh, got COVID, man. guys. <laughs> How could you tell? Yeah, his I voice got, is just sounds like that. puke on my staff infection. <laughs> Ooh. I can't even tell you really what the card is for, for Saturday night.
1: The only one I really saw and then got pissed off about was Logan Paul. <laughs> that's all I
0: remember. <laughs> all right, so you have the Women's Royal Rumble, the mm-hmm. Men's Royal Rumble. Right. So you have the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which is Roman Reigns, who is offending... His belt against Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. That'll oh, probably... fatal four way. Okay, nope. okay. Randy Orton just oh. came back after being injured for like over a year. LA Knight's pretty hot, and AJ Styles is usually pretty good, at making other people look good. Logan Paul is taking on KO. By the way, Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get the feeling that Kevin Owens is going to be doing a lot of rest holds during that <laughs> match.
1: Nia Jax and Bailey gonna be in the uh uh women's world. Nia Rumble. Jax
0: can uh injure everyone. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst <laughs> I, I think uh that is probably the worst person that's been brought back in the last since the, the, the merger since and since uh Triple H is taking a lot of control. Yeah. Uh, Boy, well I, we've we've really created a monster for you that That's uh, all right. And you know what? Uh, I don't need to sleep anyway. So yeah, sleep is for pussies. <laughs>
1: This is part, part of the show I I'm, we...
0: I'm Morgan Freeman and I'm saying that you shouldn't be sleeping. Yeah.
1: So this is about uh, the part of the show where we tell people where to find us online, Brian. Let us know where we can
0: tell you, uh, you can how find... much CM Punk sucks. You, you can uh CM Punk. CM mm-hmm. Punk. Right. The best the best in the world. Yeah, the fucking toilet. <laughs> the to- bad toilet restaurant. Toilet toilet man. Toilet man. <laughs> Smell like
1: old meat. Hey, more like BM Punk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can find me on Instagram at A Music Photographer. On all the other socials, I guess on Facebook, if you want to check out the page, I update like once a year. Twitter, <laughs> Blue Sky, Threads. Threads fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if California were 4chan. Oof. On one social media platform, A Music Photographer. On the rest, board, G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. If you want to check out my uh, photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. I'm going to check out some photos with words. It's amusicphotographer.com. E. If you want to check out the last best and only good media website left in St. Louis, it's uh, theartsstl.com. My Zed's dead. Right up is there. It's not much, but it's uh, it's there. It exists. It's honest work. I really is. Pff, I don't know about that, but I definitely fucking push that dead body over the goddamn finish line but yeah the rscl.com a lot of great stuff up there uh some really great photos of meg meyer uh oh. doing her little solo performance at, off broadway a couple nights ago um, jason yes uh where can they tell you that you're a homo gay <laughs> anywhere anytime motherfucker it's at video
1: crime all of these socials you're gonna find me there whether it's blue sky twitter other places. Uh, let's see here. All TikTok and Instagram. I am Laser Goose CEO. It's Laser with an S because there is no Z in there. You can find the show for eight minutes. Dogs but. If you're listening, you're probably already there. You can shoot us an email, Jason at 48MinutesOfDogsBarking.com. Brian with a Y at 48MinutesOfDogsBarking.com. Give us a call. Three if one, you've got the other half of that Chuck Berry video. Yeah, please. I need toots. it. I need it. Uh, <laughs> you Give us a call, 314-246-9766. 314 Ahoy Poo. And as always, support the show, Patreon.com 48MinutesOfDogs. Well, that about does it for the program. An extended version, as we sometimes do when we're feeling the vibe. All right. Well, we're going to tell you night, night, goodbye, and eat the knife. Eat the The knife. knife. See ya.